1: And now, tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, we bring you a story from your newspaper. It is based upon absolute fact. Only certain portions have been dramatized. We call it The Greatest Thief in the World. So now, starring Mr. Ben Wright, here is tonight's suspense play, The Greatest Thief in the World. criminal record office in Scotland Yard contained two bulky folders, one relating to the evidence against Peter Marriott, the other against a criminal known only as the Squire. Concerning Peter Marriott, we're in possession of a number of facts. Some we gain through our own investigation, others through interested parties. Concerning the Squire, we know a good deal less. That for some five years, he committed dual theft, amounting to half a million pounds, is common knowledge that at no time until the end did we find one scrap of evidence is further stated in the file. The question that the yard has not been able to satisfactorily answer is whether Peter Marriott and the squire were one and the same. The case is a mathematical fantasy. For example, we know that Peter Marriott attended a shooting party in the West Riding as a guest of Sir Leslie and Lady Bandring. We know the gist of what transpired, but was the squire present at that time? Good shooting, Marriott. Oh, thank you, sir. Trash, if I know how you do it. Every time I get a shot of them, those blinking farts seem to know it's me. Oh, it's just that luck, like sir. It'll get better. But they do, you know. They fly off screaming with laughter. It's old damage. Come on, you chaps. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> oh, really, sir. Oh, well tomorrow. I'm Frederick. Right oh, By the way, i been meaning to ask you, ever since you got here, it's kept in my mind. Uh, anything new in London about that, uh, the squire chap? I don't think so, sir. Not since his last haul. Well, you've heard about him out here, too, huh? well, Who doesn't hear about him? It's a disgrace. I can tell you I've written a letter through time. Parliament should do something. No, I understand fucking yards up a tree. Bangalore, not like the old days. Catch the man and give him a horse with him and send him to Dartmoor. That's what we'd have done. Well, they say he's quite clever. Clever? But nonsense. The papers are making a hero, the blighter. The squire. Ha! Huh. Man's not a gentleman, he's just a blasted little jewel, Well, I don't imagine the Honorable Percy Pimdale considers him uh, little. Oh, yes, that was the last one, wasn't it? Mm. According to the paper, 20,000 pounds, an emerald necklace and two diamond rings. Ah, Percy's a fool. Always told so too. A child could have opened that safe of his. <laughs> Let's see this squire try his game with me. A different story, I can tell you. Well, I imagine it would, uh, By the way, did you tell me that you used to dabble in the diamond market? Oh, that was a few years ago, sir. Nothing much. Uh, this evening, I must show you one or two nice little things i bought Lady Pamela. Neatly. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see them, sir. <laughs> Two days after the shooting party, Sir Leslie Banbridge reported that jewels amounting to the sum of 8,000 pounds had been stolen from his safe. It was the squire's work. No prints, just the unmistakable methods that had tantalized us for five years. At that time, there was no more reason to suspect Peter Marriott than the other 18 guests, all of whom had seen the jewels in question. We know now that there was a girl in Peter Marriott's life, a girl whom we felt to be a rather odd acquaintance for a man in his position. Hello, Ginny. Well,
0: Where are you, you thought you were coming by last week.
1: Oh, I'm sorry I was away. You've,
0: you've brass knobs on. No, honestly.
1: I I, uh, I brought you a present.
0: You have? Oh, you are a duck.
1: Oh, well, I missed you. Give me a
0: kiss. <laughs> oh, uh, you have missed me, haven't you? Here's oh, a present. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Oh, <laughs> thanks, ever so.
1: Is it real? Oh, absolutely. You couldn't find a better ruby anywhere. It
0: doesn't
1: look real. Well, you take my word for it. It is. Oh, how lovely. Oh,
0: you shouldn't have. Must be cost a packet.
1: Well, you're my girl, aren't you? Oh, oh Ginny, look, you see this uh, this parcel? Uh, I want you to keep it for me just for a little while. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's nothing important. You uh, you don't have to open it up. I wouldn't. Well, as a matter of fact, it's... Uh, like the other parcel I gave you a few months ago.
0: Oh, John. Pictures. <laughs> right. Oh, you'll get in trouble one of these days, you will. Anyway, I don't believe you. I'll bet those art pictures are in there. Oh? What do you really do? I mean, for a living.
1: Oh, but well, I told you. Nothing very much. Stock exchange. I have some money. Why? I wondered. That made you wonder?
0: Well, I, I think maybe you're a bit shady.
1: Oh, what an odd thought. it? only that I want to be with you alone.
0: Yes, I don't think.
1: Well, what do you want me to say then?
0: I don't know, but there's something funny about you. Oh? Huh? A man was here the other day.
1: A man? Who? What do you mean?
0: Ah, oh, so there is something.
1: Uh, Jenny, tell me about it.
0: You was just asking about the gent who visited me last night. That was you, Peter. What did you say? Oh, I told him I wasn't the habit of gassing with strangers in the hobbit.
1: Well, what did he look like?
0: And look here, I don't like the way you're talking, like a ruddy copper. I don't think I'm going to tell you anything.
1: Well, I, I'm sorry, Jenny, but please, go on.
0: No, I don't feel like it.
1: Now, uh, look, I've got to know. It, it, it's important. Oh,
0: dial 999. Ask the police.
1: I think you'd better tell me.
0: You me.
1: What did he look like? Jenny...
0: You all right? Maybe a little thinner, black hair. Looks something like you.
1: Well, how was he that?
0: I don't know. All right, I suppose. Way overcoat bowler. He wasn't a copper, I don't think, if that took worrying you too polite. Any name? No. said he was a friend of yours from abroad. said when I saw him to, to say something about Canada. You know what he meant.
1: It can't be. He's dead. It can't be. Uh. Immediately following the Bandridge robbery, the squire was inactive. We kept an eye out for the stolen jewels, but as in the past, uh, there was no sign of them. However, we uh, learned one interesting fact, that Peter Marriott had attended several parties given by victims of the squire. Although it was a very slight chance and quite possibly coincidental, we felt it advisable to assign a plain clothesman to watch him. On September seventh, 1949, the detective made his routine report. Dollar suspect, Alliance Tea Shop, Notting Hill Gate. He sat at a corner table, alone. Five minutes later, he was joined by another man. was unable to hear the conversation. Hello, Peter Marius. Hello. down. Oh, I don't think I'd have recognized you. You've got quite a job done on your face, haven't you? Yes. Uh, well, I like old times, eh? What happened? I thought you were. Ah, not now, my dear fellow. It's a long story. Don't worry. You'll hear about it. How long have you been in London? Ages. Nearly six years. Funny you took so long getting in touch. Yes, isn't it? Oh, you look prosperous, I must say. Thirty so do you. As the that girl told you, I've been inquiring. Yes. Now, I thought it best to make sure. One doesn't want to make mistakes, does one? Look here. Will you get to the point? What do you want? Same, hey, dear fellow, aren't you? All right. First... What about my name? I thought you were dead. There's no harm there. You know I couldn't do with my own name after I left Canada. is yes, but my dear fellow Peter Marriott, there can't be two of us, you know. Why not? Because when I found out five years ago that you were calling yourself that, I had to change my name to something else. Well, now I think I want my own back. Well, you can have it. There must be more than a few Peter Marriott's in the world. Definitely, but we're special, you and I. Very special. Oh, You one. see... I've been reading a lot about you. You're quite a tough. Races, hunt balls and all that. I've followed you very closely. You can be a great help to me, old man. Great help indeed. Watch the game. And we can do business together. Just like old times. I don't think so. But I do. You and I and the squire. For the next month, well into October, Peter Marriott, as a suspect, became a judge. He led an exemplary life, and we began to feel that once again we'd made a mistake. He attended several parties, and no robbery attempts followed. However, it was two days after a ball given by a wealthy sportsman that our detective assigned to Marriott made his report. October 28th. Suspect left his flat, 5.30 p.m., and walked to a tube station. Followed, but lost him. Cannot be certain whether he made this move on purpose or not. Is that the heart? Yes. Well, you're not going to drive up to it, are you? look, I didn't ask you to come along, you know. Well, I suppose you know what you're doing. Now, you can stay here. See, but there's a light on in there. Servant's quarters. Look, what if I say if a body comes along? You see that switch under the dash? Oh, here? Flick it. Then step on the starter. The motor won't catch. You can say you're having motor trouble. All right. Come on, did you get it? She won't cap The ignition, you bloody fool. But, uh, oh. <laughs> Did you get it? I think I went in for a yeah. cup of tea, do you? Of course I got it. <laughs> To The Greatest Thief in the World. Tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Mr. Smith, no relation to the one you know, planned for a nest egg to start saving with United States savings bonds someday. He put off starting month after month, year after year, and you know what happened? All the money he didn't save wasn't there when he needed it. Don't you be like our Mr. Smith. Be like many smart Americans who purchase United States savings bonds regularly for an egg that is there. Now we bring back to our Hollywood page, Mr. Ben Wright, starring in tonight's production, The Greatest Chief in the World, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. again the squire struck this time, to the tune of 14,000 pounds in Oriental jewels once again the resources of Scotland Yard were unable to discover one shred of evidence it was useless to bring Peter Marriott in for questioning because we had no proof of his complicity there was nothing to do but intensify our surveillance and hope that a piece of the stolen jewelry would turn up or that one of our informers would uncover something on November 26 1949 Marriott drove down to Kent and the estate of Lord Simon Lettington. John!
0: Hello! Just running over to Paddy's wood. Want to come? Yeah, not you. Hop in. Peter?
1: Mmm, murderous. Too much for me last night.
0: Take an aspirin. You'll need it for tonight.
1: If I have one more hot-buttered rum, I'll die. Oh,
0: not you, Peter. I say, Daddy was furious with me this morning. what? For behaving the way I did with you. Oh, I saw us kissing in the playroom. That I had no right to leave you on, that you were a very nice young man and deserved a better fate.
1: <laughs> His lordship is a discerning man.
0: <laughs> Peter, mm-hmm. what were you doing in the library this morning?
1: Nothing. Why?
0: I saw you looking at the stage just like a burglar. Very suspicious.
1: Oh, all right. There's probably nothing in it, anyway.
0: Huh. Well, besides,
1: no self-respecting craftsman would touch a thing like that. It's too easy to open. I bet the
0: squire
1: would. Ah, uh, uh, rank amateur. He learned everything from me. <laughs> Do you want
0: anything in the village? Oh,
1: you might drop me at the pillar box. I have a couple of cards to post. Right.
0: I'll meet you in half an hour outside
1: the cinema. Our man followed Marriott when he left Lady Joan Lettington's card in Paddock Wood. Marriott posted two cards and strolled down the road to the Hotel Rackham. He entered there, went into the tavern. Our man remained outside. And what are you at, sir? Oh, uh, a double scotch. Double scotch, yes, sir. sir. Mm. Mm. Then make it Johnny Walker, will you? Well, it's right you are, sir. Yeah, a bit of pre Christmas cheer, eh? My I don't like this. Outside. See in the middle? I think it's a man from the yard. I've noticed him hanging about. You know, won't do at all. What does it look like in the house? How the devil should I know? Give me time, can't you? Oh, you're a bit touchy, aren't you? Oh, boy, in this business, one can't get nervous. You ought to know that. You should have stayed in London. Oh, no, it's better this way. We can keep an eye on one another, eh? Oh, this will buff you up. Double stock, sir. On November 30th, had returned to London. We had an idea that he'd contacted someone in Rackham Hotel's cabin. Uh, possibly the elusive stranger we knew to be meeting Marriott from time to time. In any event, we kept a man in Paddock Wood. No attempt was made during the next three weeks upon Lord Levington's house, and uh, oh, we could do nothing but wait. On December twenty-first, it was noted that Peter Marriott visited Virginia Hibbert in Hammersmith at a late hour. Well, you, you
0: really have no consideration for me at all, really, wasn't. Find time enough to come calling. Why, I'm
1: sorry, Jimmy, but I had to talk to you.
0: Oh,
1: what's up? Please listen. Now, I may have to go away, <laughs> and I may not be able to see you again.
0: Ever?
1: Ever. You're, you're a good girl. And sometimes I haven't been kind, but I've always known that I could trust you. It hasn't just been making use of you.
0: I hope not.
1: Uh, Jimmy, that, that man who came to ask you about me.
0: Has he got something to do with it?
1: Yes. I knew him a long time ago, in Canada. Oh, cool. We worked together. It, it was in a mining town. Uh, one night there was a game, was a poker game. It ended in a fight. My face was badly slashed, and I shot a man. you
0: oh,
1: I ran away. A doctor did plastic surgery on my face. I changed my name, too.
0: The bloke who came back, is, is he the man you...
1: No, 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 no. No, the man I shot was a miner. The fellow who came back was the one I worked with. I thought he'd been killed in the fight. Now, you see why I was afraid when you told me about him. He knows about that man that I killed. Oh, dirty
0: water. Blackmailing you, eh?
1: Yes, Jenny. And I'm going to have to do something about it. The police are following me. You see, I, I, I can't let this go on. Now, look, there's, there's some money in here, and I want you to take it. Oh,
0: you don't have to do that. You, you've treated me all right. I, I don't want your money and... And I don't want you to go away. No,
1: no, please, it's for you. There's a thousand pounds, here. No. Take it and get out of London, Jenny. Go to a nice little town and get married.
0: No, I, I want to be with you. Oh, don't with you. I, I could learn to be a lady, honestly. I'd try.
1: You are. Dear Jenny.
0: Oh, don't go, Peter. Don't go, please.
1: Oh, maybe I'll come back, and if I do, I'll look for you. Give us a
0: kiss.
1: On the morning of December twenty second, 1949, our file on Peter Marriott was still inconclusive. He was a strong suspect, but uh, there was the other man whom we knew he had seen from time to time. There was now the possibility that he was the squire. We expected an attempt on Lord Levington's house and kept our detective in fabric wood. That same night on the 22nd, Lord Levington's safe was open and a large amount of currency as well as jewelry was stolen. The plainclothesman who had left to guard the estate was later found unconscious in some bushes. Ah, you were an idiot to come back to the hotel. I'll be looking for you. Or for you. what yeah, a haul. Ah, I like the paper best. Diamonds are pretty, but they're a bloody nuisance to get rid of. You won't have to worry about that anymore. Huh? Dan up. things were all right with me before you turned up. But think how much nicer it is this for me. You've been such a help. I can do so much better business with you. It's finished. Oh, come on now. You'll feel better after a drink. We'll have to get away from here. Hey, at least you'll have to. I imagine half of Scott and yard will be here soon. What about that detective? Oh, I put him out. He'll live. Not a very nice Christmas present, I'm afraid. I meant it, you know, about us. Oh no, you didn't. Because you wouldn't like people to know, would you? It doesn't matter. Nobody does. What do they do with the murderers in Canada? Hang them? Or, or that delightful American system, electricity? You're a fool. Do you think I've spent these years getting where I have to allow you to come along and muck it up? You've had it too soft, Peter. You're spoiled. You're the one who's had it soft. I could talk, too. You know, I have an idea that you're threatening me. That's not very healthy, is it? No. Now, I shouldn't try it, Peter. Whatever you're thinking. Turn around. What? I don't want to shoot you in the back. Is that what you're going to do? Kill me? Turn around. We're in a hotel, you know. There's bound to be noise. And I'll count to three... Don't do it, old boy. I have a gun, too. One. I was always a better shot than you. Remember? Two. Last chance. Put down your gun. Three. We found the body in the bedroom of the Hotel Rackham, Paddockwood, Wood, Kent. A single shot had been fired through the head. The pistol lay on the floor. The jewels stolen from Lord Lettington's safe were on the dressing table. The currency was missing. However, there were one or two points still left unanswered. The gun was devoid of fingerprints. The deceased was not wearing gloves at the time his body was discovered. There was further the question of an open window and scuff marks on the sill. Scotland Yard still is not certain who went through that window: the real Peter Marriott, the imposter? or the one known as the Squire. <laughs> Suspense, in which Mr. Benton Wright starred in tonight's true story of the greatest thief in the world. Next week, the story of a pet cat and the fear it carried with it. We call it The Black Death. That's next week on Suspense. Produced and directed by Anthony Ellis, who wrote tonight's script. The music was composed by Rene Garrigan and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Featured in the cast were John Dartworth, Joseph Burns, Betty Harford, Ella Morgan, Edgar Barrier, and Raymond Lawrence. You'll enjoy romance every Saturday in the daytime on the CBS radio network.